Okay, everyone else ready? What are you doing? Sure. Me? What were you doing? I was stopping the Skype recorder and starting it over again. Just with all the crap I was doing, I just wanted to make sure it was still working properly. And it is. Ah. Okay, good. That means all that comedy gold of 10 minutes of silence is no longer there? No, it's saved as a separate file. Oh, good. <laughs> if you'd care to mine that uh, rich vein later, you're welcome to do it. <laughs> I'll let you do that. Uh, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski. And we have uh, two guests with us who will introduce themselves in order of number of podcasts recorded. Well, oh, I think I'm ahead, right? Maybe. I have no so idea. I'm Alex Clark. And in second place is Doug Gobeski. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to go back and uh, figure that one out. Yeah, that's probably pretty that's close. Rough. I, don't, I don't know what number I'm at. I don't know how many guys you, how many episodes you record without me. So you mean you're not an avid listener of the podcast? Oh, I am. I just don't know how many actually get recorded. That actually, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do ones that get aborted halfway through count <laughs> as episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought before we begin, I'd play a little, a two-minute clip to sort of get us into the spirit of things. So if you'll indulge me. Then I think this is going to be episode 69. Yes, that is correct. So feel free to giggle I, immaturely. You know, I think episode 69 needs a song that Charlie can sing about it. Ooh, <laughs> oh, you're right. All right, so I'm going to sing a song about 69. Okay, sure. This is a new episode one. Episode 69. Episode 69. What's the style? What's the, uh, what's the song? I think in honor. All right, so you got two choices. In honor of the Republican National Convention, you can sing it to the tune of We Are the Champions, or you can sing it to the tune of Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters. Oh, see, I was thinking of like a Brian Adams Summer of 69. Oh, he could do that too. Episode 69. (laughs) So you've got three options, or you could attempt to sort of put them together in a medley. (laughs) Okay. In fact, Um, I think that's what I want. Okay. It's episode twenty. It's episode sixty-nine, my friends. You didn't think we'd make it, but we did. Um, and what were the others? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, are you YouTubing one of the songs? What's happening? No, I'm thinking of how to transition them together. It's like three times as hard as it would normally be. <laughs> If only we'd given him something easy, like transitioning Ghostbusters into I Want a New Drug. (laughs) Uh, When you're past episode 68 and you don't know what's next. That's your terrible What are you going to do? No, I want a (laughs) medley. You link that shit up. Uh, Okay. I'm not sure I'm actually any good at this. (laughs) I don't think that matters at this point. I think that's why we pick you. Hmm. (sighs) I hear lots of excuses. Yeah. Can I come back in a second? I'll be right back, okay? Are you asking Kara now? I don't know if you can get stand-ins for the singing song portion. I think that's <laughs> explicitly barred by the rules. I think you can get people to sing with you, but not instead of you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I uh, unfortunately had a case of food poisoning that decided to manifest itself right right then, <laughs> coincidentally. Now live on the podcast Right magically as you had to sing a song. Huh. <laughs> Funny how that works. So anyway, I think you owe us the rest of that song. Okay, so quick recap. What three songs were they? We Are the Champions, Ghostbusters, and Summer of 69. It's episode 69, my friends. 
You didn't think we'd make it, but we did. Da, da, da. So when you're singing a song, <laughs> oh jeez, um, are, are you just repeating what the recording did? Yeah, that's what I did to start off with. I thought okay, it would be easier. Um, Was it? You, you could start it with "Hey everybody." <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody! It's episode sixty-nine. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Adam and Charlie. <laughs> There's something strange, <laughs> and he can't sing a song. What was the cause? It was food poisoning. <laughs> it was the worst transition that I ever did. <laughs> but we made it work with some editing after. It was the episode 69. <laughs> You don't know how that song goes, do you? No. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were still in Ghostbusters or not. <laughs> that good of a transition. Yeah. Well, I guess it's up to Alex to decide if that's sufficient. Does Alex want this to continue? <laughs> he has had some time to think about it. Like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I guess we'll be all right. That, that constitutes a song. Uh, we're off to a great start. <laughs> Indeed. But we actually have a topic for this episode. We do? Yeah. So it's the end of an era, right? The Xbox 360. So, oh, I, I thought you meant because John McLaughlin died. Uh, Sure. Elaborate. Of the McLaughlin group? Oh, yeah. I read that today. I forget what that is. It's a panel show on PBS hmm. where they yell at each other. <laughs> really? Wait, was he still on the show? Yeah, he apparently missed his first show on Sunday uh, in like 34 years. And then he died like a day later. Oh, wow. So, so no, that's not what I meant when I said it was the end of an era. <laughs> but thank you for informing me. Well, I just thought you'd want to know that that happened on August 16th, 2016. <laughs> the end of an era. The end of an era. But Microsoft has stopped producing games for the Xbox 360, and I guess so is everybody else. Um, and it's a what? system we all have. What's that? What? I said. I don't. I'm not production sure. Production has true. stopped on Xbox 360 game. Is that not true? It's it's production has stopped on Xbox 360 consoles. Oh, I see. Well, perhaps you should give the introduction. So just so we're clear, your topic is my topic from two weeks ago that you don't actually know anything about. <laughs> yep. Sorry, that's what I told uh, Alex and Doug we were doing. Uh, well, we can talk about that, but let's get the facts straight. Okay, please. It's it's what I said. They stopped making the consoles. But they're still pr- producing games? I don't know if Microsoft is, but I'm sure other people still are. I'm, I'm willing to bet it's still a profitable console to manufacture for, for at least some titles. When did the system, when did the system come out? Was it 2005? Yep. So 11 years. That's a pretty good run. I mean, how is that compared to most uh, consoles? Uh, that that exceeds most consoles. The longest might still be the Atari 2600, which I think was 13 years, 77 to 90. Oh, wow. Although I guess I don't know if they were still making machines in 1990, but they were still making games. So I guess, first off, um, I mean, what made everyone decide to buy an Xbox 360? I know that before that, I hadn't had an Xbox system at all. I had a PlayStation 2 and Nintendo systems before that. So I guess what's everybody's inspiration for actually getting an Xbox 360? What was yours? 
Mine was Halo, specifically Halo. Halo? Yeah, no, believe it or not. Have you ever played Halo? Yes, for a long time, that was the only thing I played on 360. Adam and I tried to play Halo once. Did we? Yeah, yeah, it didn't go well. We kind of got lost in the first level. (laughs) Wandered around for like half an hour with every enemy dead. We're like, we don't know what to do. I remember that happening. And then I think we gave up and watched videos on the Xbox disc. Yeah, with people beating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. I don't think that's a unique experience with that game, actually. (laughs) I remember that first level being a little bit more difficult to get through than it needed to be. Well, I remember them saying on the disc in the little interview or something, something to the effect of, we thought if a game was fun for 30 seconds that we could just keep doing the 30 seconds over and over and then you've got a whole game. And uh, I wanted to inform them that that was not true and I was sick of those 30 seconds over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Halo 1 and we were talking about the 360. Uh, Halo, 3, Halo 3, yes. So I had three friends who uh, in grad school and one of them had a 360 and invited us over to play and we just all kind of got addicted to it and we would hang out maybe two or three times a week and play uh, Halo 3 and its Xbox 360 multiplayer deathmatch almost exclusively. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the first games I ever really played cooperatively, but also online. And that uh, inspired me to actually buy one later just for that game specifically. So it was probably at least a year, year and a half after I got it that I really played anything else. But yeah, that was really the only reason I got one to begin with. I'm sure I would have been inspired to at some point later based on the games that I've actually looked through that I played. But at that point, that was that was the one game. It was a Halo box. And you've never played since? Nope. (laughs) Well, not seriously. No, I've kind of hit some buttons with you. Yeah. Uh, For me, it was Bioshock which at the time was an Xbox 360 exclusive. And uh, I was working over the summer with a guy named Carl, and we spent that entire summer rebuilding Venetian blinds for the dorms. And it was just him and me just doing it by hand and just talking, and he was interested in it, and I got interested in it. I made sure I could uh, afford it, like I didn't need the money on bills, and I did, so I went and bought it just so I could buy Bioshock. See, I didn't make sure that I could afford it because I think I bought mine... (laughs) When I was unemployed, so I went halfsies <laughs> with a guy whose couch I was living on at the time. <laughs> I later paid him back. <laughs> I bought the rest of the system, so that was my my first Xbox 360. We can get into yeah. get into that later. I I remember it specifically because I had recently started dating Brienne at that point and had sort of mentioned this to her about you know. Uh, I've got this money. I'm going to, as long as I don't need it before school starts back up, I'll use it to buy it. And then I think she told her mother of her, my intention to buy an Xbox 360. And it was something like, how can he afford that? That's so frivolous. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, okay, great. Now about you, Alex. I'm trying to remember what specific game that I I got it for. I just think I was getting sick of my PlayStation 2. And didn't want to have to shell out for a PlayStation 3, which for some reason I recall being significantly more expensive than an Xbox 360. And worse. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I know mine came with came with a copy of the game Crackdown, which I never even opened. That's a shame because that was an amazing game. All right. Yeah, I never heard of it. And then we, we all played it together. It was fun. Right. Or was that Crackdown 2? It was Crackdown 2 that we played. But Crackdown 1 is basically the same game. So when did you get an Xbox 360, you guys? 
2007. Yeah, I'm thinking 2007, 2008 in there somewhere. Okay, mine was 2007 as well. So it's a couple years after it came out. It's me. That makes me the latecomer because I didn't get mine until fall of 2010. Because at that point, I'd uh, gotten a job, moved out of the parents' house, and now had internet. So I was like, I, I think Adam actually just sort of cajoled me into it. I was like, you need to buy an Xbox 360 so we can play games together. <laughs> that is my superpower, convincing people to buy video game systems. <laughs> <laughs> you really need a ColecoVision. <laughs> it, you laugh, but I got Jason King to buy an Atari 7800. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i was like hey there's this ebay lot with a bunch of games that i want but also a bunch of games in a system that you know i have no use for so if we go and have these on it you know you can have an atari 7800 for a reasonable price because we could get the bid like fairly high and he was like yeah okay fine so i think it ended up being something like 70 dollars. so 35 bucks for a system and a bunch of games he did pretty well yeah not bad I got Paul Kondak, I think, to buy a PS2. That may be the reason that you bought a DS. That's probably true, yeah. I don't know why I would have bought that system otherwise. I'm glad I did. There are a lot of fantastic <laughs> games for it, but yeah, so. I've kind of been out of the handheld market for a long time. I got Paul Wilcox to buy a bunch of stuff from me, but I think that was just fueling his latent video game collector gene. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did get him to buy a Virtual Boy. Ooh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that Halo was the reason I bought it. But I think the reason that I actually continue to play it is because we're, I'm playing with you guys. So that actually ended up being the real staying power of the system for me was the online multiplayer with, with all of you. Yeah, I actually didn't go gold for a couple of years because I didn't want to play with other people. But then I think I found out that Charlie had. Yes, I actually had played through Borderlands with my brother and... Chad Thies. You know how long it took us to get through Borderlands? It took us like a couple of weeks. <laughs> Believe it or not. Our play style was extremely different than uh, our other group's play style. You were a charge right through play style? <laughs> yep. Look, I know where this quest is. Why don't you go through this other quest while I do this one? <laughs> it was efficient, but we talked a lot less about our lives and what was happening <laughs> with us. <laughs> Except I remember playing Borderlands with Doug online so I must have had it before that yeah well you convinced me to get the 360 and then I think like the first game I got was uh, Borderlands so the two of us played it and then you were like well we should get Charlie to play and then I don't remember how Brienne got roped into it uh, I'm sure it was related to spending time with me online when we were in different states oh uh, right yes, yes according to Xbox I've been a member since 2009 so what's your favorite game Favorite game offhand or, you know, a handful. I looked back in preparation for this. I looked back through all my achievements and I'm presuming that that is the number of games I've played, but probably Dark Souls. Actually, that's the one I ended up enjoying the most. Yeah, which was my first attempt at that was a full month before I actually started playing it, where it turns out I was at the beginning of the game and I went the wrong direction and got super frustrated with how, how difficult everything was. So I, I threw down the controller and didn't play it again for another month. And I kept reading, oh, people really like Dark Souls for some reason. Maybe I should pick it up again. And then I just realized that I'd gone in the wrong direction. It was still super difficult, but it wasn't impossibly difficult at that point. It's one of the few games that actually gives me a sense of accomplishment 
I guess, when I've beat a boss or completed the game. It actually took a lot of effort and a lot of trial and error to figure something out. So definitely, I, I played a lot of Dark Souls 2 because I got started on that game and then went back and played Dark Souls. Oh, nice. Which is much easier after you played 2 first. 2 is a better like, yes. tutorial game than 1. And then going back to play 1, everything just seems glitchy. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, 2 was a lot of fun too. Yeah, I've definitely played a lot of Dark Souls 3 on the Xbox One. Oh. But I probably spent the most time playing Rock Band, I think. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's... That actually, now that I think about it, it's, it's so hard to choose. <laughs> you can have multiples. It's okay. There must only be one favorite. <laughs> I'd say single-player Dark Souls, multiplayer Rock Band. But Dark Souls is multiplayer. Oh, God. If, if only you could turn off the <laughs> multiplayer. Oh, it's so awful. So Dark Souls multiplayer is basically, you're always online, right? People can get items within their single-player game that transports them to your world for like, I don't know, a few minutes where they just murder you while you're in the middle of, say, keep killing a boss or like trying to get a really difficult to get item. Somebody just comes and stabs you in the back and then does a little dance on top of your corpse and runs away. And then there's no chance for you ever getting revenge because they're out of your world. <laughs> you can also summon other people in to help you with bosses. That's part of the That's game. That's true. That is true. It's weak, but it's part of the game. Yeah, I think we played Dark Souls for about 10 minutes, Doug and I, because we heard, oh, man, multiplayer. All right. And we like <laughs> looked into it. and I was like, what the hell is this? Fortunately, it was, fortunately, it was one of the free games with gold, so we didn't spend any money on it. Oh, yeah. But... And actually, another thing that turned me off to it was the control scheme at first. Actually, for about the first half hour, 45 minutes you play the game, you're just like, why can't I change the control scheme? This is awful. Like, I have to use the left button to attack or the right button to attack, and you want to use the triggers, or you want to use A, you know, A, B, X, Y, and there's just no way to change what's going on. But you eventually learn why that is. It's just... I see. I thought it was pretty intuitive. I didn't have any trouble with the controls. <laughs> Maybe it's just how my brain is wired. <laughs> Except for jumping. Jumping. So. Oh, yeah. Jumping is awful. Tapping the stick inward. Y- yes. Gotta take a running jump at this pit that's almost right next to the boss that's 20 minutes yeah. away from a waypoint, and oops, nope, I didn't click it correctly. Uh, yeah. Didn't get it right. And I ran off the cliff. All right. Just like in real life. (laughs) Remember to jump. Remember to jump. Oh, I didn't remember to jump. Too busy playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) So I remember when uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, we were discussing that all at work. Because apparently these games come out during the summer, and that's all we talked about at work. So it had come out and probably been out for like a week or two. I remember sitting in the cafeteria talking to Donnie Sams and a bunch of other people about it. And Donnie sort of describing how he, you know, threw a guy out of a car, got into the car, ran over him a few times, uh, and then went and like shot up a bunch of people. And as he says this, our boss walks by and he hears it (laughs) and he gets the most horrified look on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Because he doesn't have the context that we're talking about Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 5 was really good. I enjoyed that game a lot. I actually never played 5. No, the story's great. The, the online multiplayer isn't. It, it could be a lot better. But the, the story has one of the, the best storylines for any game I've played. Yeah, in terms of games I spent the most time on, it's probably, well, it probably is a rock band game. Other than that, it's it's like either Skyrim or one of the Fallout games. One of those giant, huge Bethesda RPGs that I spent literally over 100 hours on. You played Fallout 
pretty much to completion, right? There wasn't much left for you to do in that Fallout 3, right? Uh, I, I did everything in Fallout 3, I think. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess there may have been unmarked quests that I didn't know about, but as far as like achievements and DLC and all that, I did everything. Uh, that's one of the games I'm probably closest to having a perfect achievement score on. Yeah, Kara made an interesting point about me recently that I I guess I pretty much like to play games until I figure them out and then I kind of quit them. So I think that's the problem with like games that are that long, like Skyrim or Fallout. Like Skyrim, I got to the point where I was trying to get all of the shouts and I realized that they if you went up to the top of whatever mountain that was, one of the High Hrothgar. Yeah, one of the High Hrothgar would give you a hint as to where it was, or he'd mark it on your map. Yep. So there was a period of about a day where I would go up to him. I'd run as fast as I could to that location or go as fast as I could. I would run through with like two swords and just massacre anything in my path and <laughs> run and get the shout and then just immediately jump out of the cave. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm playing this in a very different way than I did the first time I played where I had kind of a sense of wonder and I was discovering things. Now I'm just checking things off a list. It's like, oh, where's this shout? Oh, where's this shout? Yeah, I know the end of Skyrim kind of got that way. Where I was just like, well, let me just get through all these quests that they have. So they stopped filling up my log or something. Yeah. Or I was like, oh, I want to do blacksmithing. Well, I know the most efficient thing to make is leather bracers. So I'll just go kill a bunch of animals, skin them, make leather bracers, and just do that over and over and over instead of making interesting things. I'm like, ah, uh, I think that's a problem with my uh, personality more than anything else. Yeah, and the fact that leather bracers aren't very good. You should be making jewelry. Oh, right. But it was the thing that would get your skill up the fastest with the least amount of resources, I think. Ah, see, I guess I didn't start smithing until I had so much ore of various things that it was far easier just to make jewelry over. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Or enchanting. I would take a necklace. I would enchant it with like the weakest enchantment ever, and then I would just sell it. Or I'd just throw it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That must have looked crazy to the residents of Skyrim. Why is he enchanting things and throwing them away? (laughs) Just stand next to him and pick up the magical items. So I'm looking over at my shelf, and I'm now uh, getting back to the earlier question. I'm now reminded why I didn't get a 360 until so late. As I said, you know, I was out on my own. Thus, I no longer had access to Adam's 360. Oh, yeah. Because I remember playing through Tales of Vesperia. Because I still have your copy of Red Faction Guerrilla. Oh, yeah. That one was a blast. Yeah, that is a highly underrated title. So obviously I didn't see that one on the shelf, so I didn't think of it. But (laughs) I think Army of Two Devil's Cartel would probably be my favorite for multiplayer. Just because playing through that game where we made it through like the first, I don't know, two or three levels. And you said, let's start over. And then we proceeded to start over with you just knifing people to death for the first couple levels. <laughs> I made it pretty far with only assassinating people. <laughs> just to see if it could be done. That's like the minute I found out in Dead Space you could curb stomp the zombies. Like, that's the only thing I would do for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> Was knock them down and curb stomp them over and <laughs> over again. <laughs> Man, tough call on uh, the single player then. Ah. Crackdown, maybe? Or Red Faction? Okay. Which one was that? Red Faction Gorilla? Yeah. Yeah. Red Faction Gorilla, you can literally level any building to its foundation. I might have to just, go with Red Faction Gorilla. In the game, anywhere. You can just take a hammer, a sledgehammer, and if you work at it long enough, you can just bring an entire building down. <laughs> I spent enough time 
uh, crashing garbage trucks into buildings in that game that it actually showed up in my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your least favorite Xbox 360 game or experience? Let me see. Perfect Dark Zero is pretty disappointing. Yeah, I played that for a bit and then was like, whatever. And then I picked it up again like a year or two later and was a little better than I remembered it. But yeah, it it was not nearly as good as actual Perfect Dark. Yeah, right. A couple of things come to mind for me. Uh, Again, playing games with Doug, uh, we're constantly devouring games and trying and trying out new games and stuff as long as they have online multiplayer, usually co-op. The game Shoot Many Robots was terrible. (laughs) Twice a month, if you have an Xbox Gold membership, they give you a free game, which is quite nice, and you get access to some good stuff that way. Um, But Shoot Many Robots was not one of those games. It was so tedious and not fun and, yeah, repetitive. So I did not enjoy that at all. I also remember really, really not liking Dead Rising. Oh, yeah. I remember... being excited about that game and then watching people play it and then not being excited anymore. Well, what happened is I was kind of interested in it. And then I watched Dave play it and he had like played it a lot. So he had like the mega buster unlocked and all this sorts of stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. So then I went and when I got the 360, one of the games I bought was dead rising. Yeah. I, what I didn't realize was that the game basically wants you to play through it multiple times in order to unlock all that stuff. And the first time is really a slog that I never got through because I think I was playing it wrong. I think the first time you play that game, you're supposed to play it as like conservatively as possible, like only go out when they force you. Don't try to rescue other people unless you have to, that kind of thing. But that's not how I was playing. And so I got killed a lot and I was like, the hell with this. Yeah, I remember you you uh you got that game and you complained that it was pretty much just unreadable because they just expected you to have a high def TV. Yeah, I remember being frustrated by that too because I didn't actually get a high def TV until I moved out here. So three years ago, one of the things I remember about Dead Space was trying to angle the text just right so we could kind of read it. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, yeah, the Xbox 360 is the reason I don't buy video games for Charlie anymore. That's true, actually. I know the last one you bought me was Katamari Damacy. No, that what, was the first beautiful one. Beautiful Katamari. Game. That's what it was called. Yeah, I bought you Beautiful Katamari, which, by the way, at that time, you could not find anywhere. And I called I called a store in Battle Creek, and they had one copy left. And I had them reserve it, and I went and picked it up Oh. on the way to go drive up to visit you. And I was like, here you go. And you were like, oh, great. And then you played it for like, 10 minutes and never again. (laughs) (laughs) So that made me feel great. But I was like, all right, well, I guess since he gave me Henry Hatsworth and the same thing happened for the DS, I guess I'm owed one. True, yeah. (laughs) So that was your birthday, I think. And then for Christmas, I had recently been playing Mass Effect and found it really, really good. And I actually still think the first Mass Effect is a really good game. And so I bought it for try. I was like, this game's really awesome. And he played it for about an hour, and then he never played it again. And I was like, well, I guess I'm never buying it. <laughs> to be fair, I actually, it was, I think a couple years ago, I sat down and I started playing Mass Effect again. And I think I got a couple hours into it. It's when I got to the town, like the first town, right? So you get through like the yeah. introductory, like chasing that guy. And then you get to the town and it's like, I'm just sitting here talking to people forever. 
You don't have to play that way, though. You can just <laughs> no. go to the missions. I'm broken, Adam. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I have neuroses where it comes to video games, so there's only certain ones that I can play effectively. <laughs> yeah, so there was like an eight-year period where I just would not buy you a video game. <laughs> and then I think I, fi- and then I bought you Broken Age, and that broke the streak. Oh, yeah. Wait, did you? Didn't I? No. You bought me Broken Age. <laughs> oh, I bought Doug Broken Age. All right, well, f*** you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played that game in like two days. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's like it's 12 a hours over two days. Just boom, done. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I will agree, Shoot Many Robots was atrocious. That one was just kind of offensive because they got you an achievement really early on. And it's like, is there a way to delete this achievement? I don't want any proof that I haven't played this game. Beyond that, I think I'd say just network issues with the Xbox. Castle Crashers in particular comes to mind. Where it's like, it's a really fun game, but, you know, we're not going to let you play it. Because, oh, you have Matt problems. Again. Oh, yeah. Matt uh, problems. Everybody so, loves them. So, yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit about the uh, hardware problems with the 360. I know that's why Alex is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all over this part. My first Xbox, I think Red Ringed with like, I want to say less than two weeks to go on the warranty. Oh, so, so you got able, lucky. I oh. know, I know. And so I was able to send it in and, and get a new one for free. And they sent me all the packaging stuff to ship it to them. All I had to do is hold on to my hard drive. Went pretty well, but it's just annoying that you have to do something like that. That there's such an, such a fatal flaw within your system. Is there any of us that didn't have to do that? Me! He yeah, has an S. Yeah. Yeah, he bought it after. Okay. I had a similar situation where I think it was about a month or maybe a couple of months before the end of my warranty where mine mine died. And so I've been on this one for ooh, probably five years or so. So we'll see how much longer this one lasts. Uh, well, supposedly the later versions and any that they sent back to you have fixed the problem. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something like the first two or three revisions of the motherboard are more or less guaranteed to fail. <laughs> and then subsequent ones after that, basically there shouldn't be any failure problems. Well, so Brands has red rained a few times, but I think that's because the power supply is dying. Because when I unplug the power supply and plug it back in, then it's fine. Her actual machine seems to be okay. Well, the current one I'm using is not actually the refurbished one they sent me because... I started getting a disk read error on the refurbished one where it just wouldn't read disks. And it was after playing Dynasty Warriors 6 or 7 or something like that. And so eventually I decided I was just going to go and buy one of the refurbished ones for like $200 from Best Buy because I didn't want to deal with the disk read error. And I could get a larger hard disk that way anyway. And so basically doing that and the repairs, the costs and essentially ended up as like a wash. At some point later on, I started to play the Dynasty Warriors game on my new Xbox, and then it started getting a disc reader. But then it corrected itself, but I subsequently have never played it again because I'm worried it's the disc that's destroying the machine somehow. <laughs> you know, you can just save the disc to the hard drive, right? Like, like just save, just install the game on the hard drive? Yeah, but it would have to read the disc once to do that. <laughs> just once. It's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Adam, I think you had also mentioned hidden gems from the Xbox 360 library. Games that maybe nobody has, or not many people have played. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I think the only game I mentioned last time was a game called Lost Odyssey, 
which is an RPG from the guy that made the first nine Final Fantasy games. So it's very much in that vein. It's pretty inexpensive right now. I think you can get a GameStop for like under $10. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're looking for a Final Fantasy style RPG game, Lost Odyssey. But uh, yeah, there's other games that, uh, you know, I think were sort of overlooked because they weren't like the AAA titles. Uh, so, for instance, I had a lot of fun with Costume Quest, which was a dollar. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that game was pretty solid. Which I played on your recommendation. Oh, yeah. Let's see what else. Kind of scrolling through my achievements right now on the website scene. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, X-Men Origins Wolverine was possibly the best movie tie-in game I've ever played. Was it better than the movie? Yes. <laughs> it was basically God of War, except you were Wolverine. <laughs> Hmm, yeah. And you just jump around like eviscerating people with your claws and doing combos and all sorts of stuff. And that game was amazing. I'd highly recommend that game. Brutal Legend is a game that probably, I don't know, maybe I should have enjoyed that more than I did. Yeah, I was kind of the same way with that too. I didn't get too far into it, maybe about three or four hours, I think. But it does hold a special place with me because I think Karin and I played it on one of our first dates. I was like, oh, you got to check out this game. It's got Jack Black in it. And we enjoyed playing through that a little bit, but then <laughs> I didn't continue with it, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed the parts when it was sort of like free world roaming and you like went around and found stuff. And then it suddenly turned into real time strategy games. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think that was the point at which I quit, too, was when they were teaching you how to do all that stuff. I actually got I think I got through two or three of those battles and then I got to a battle where I lost, but I knew what I had to do to win. I was like, all right, so next time I'll just do this and I'll be fine. And then I didn't, I never picked it up again. So although I still know what to do, I have no idea how to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, one game that I don't know if many people played it or not was Fez. Did any of you play that? No. Yeah. I, I, oh, I keep waiting for it to show up on the free games. It's like an 8-bit looking puzzle game. It's pretty short. I mean, I think you could finish it in like maybe eight or 10 hours, but it's got reasonably difficult puzzles that are fun and make you feel good when you complete them. So there's certain locations of the game where, you know, if you start looking around, you can figure out button combinations you're supposed to press in order to get, I don't remember, it was like whatever the item in the game is, like puzzle pieces or gold coins uh, or whatever. <laughs> no, the hat is the item that allows you to three, see in three dimensions. It's the titular item. But... Um... <laughs> titular. <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> so you go to a certain location you do these button combinations based on other puzzles you'd solved and there was one at the time and i haven't looked it up since that the only way that anyone in the world for the first like few months was able to figure it out was just brute force like they had gone through like every six button combination that you could possibly do uh, and after like 10 hours of doing this and finally found the combination they're supposed to hit in order to get it. Nobody could figure out the puzzle. So uh, it'd be interesting to go back and see if somebody's actually figured out why that was the solution. They figured out the solution, but not the, not the question. Hitchhiker's Guide-esque. Uh, just looking back through one of my achievements, uh, this wasn't a system exclusive, but Dishonored was a really, really good game. Because you, you could either play it as stealth, or you could play it as just like run around and kill people as like a first-person shooter almost. Or you could do some combination of. And I played through on stealth. And I don't think I've ever had as much fun with a stealth game. <laughs> but the nice yeah. thing about it is that it doesn't force you to play that way. If you want to play just by running around and throwing knives into people and electrocuting them and whatever, you can. It doesn't stop you. There were a couple of other downloadable independent games that I liked. 
Braid was a lot of fun. It's another kind of interesting yep. puzzle game. Yeah, I got through. I think, I, yeah, I beat that game. I got all the achievements except the like one that requires like eight hours of time. So oh, yeah. Cool. Did you get all the stars or whatever they were? Is that uh, the one that? That's the one I didn't get. Yeah. So there's a puzzle in there where you just have to wait two hours, I believe. And then you can get the item. It's because there's a cloud moving from the right-hand side of the stage to the left-hand side of the stage that's moving so slowly that if you didn't, you can't see it moving. But if you come back two minutes later, you can see that it's moved. So it's sort of an annoying puzzle. But when you start thinking about the game as like sort of a contemplation on time, I guess. And I guess the idea for that puzzle is that, well, sometimes you just have to wait for things. Still annoying. Yeah, it's kind of like the game Brothers that I played. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, where you control two brothers, but one brother's controlled by the left stick and the other brother's controlled by the right stick. And that messes with your head. The, oh, yeah, just that had a, a more serious storyline than I think I was anticipating. And there's one story that I have to tell that angers angers Adam to no end and probably everyone else who listens to this. And it's that in the same way that I played Halo uh, for hours on end, I played Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty 3, and then I think, Black Ops after that. I think those were the uh, iterations of the game. Cod Blops? Cod Blops. Yes, I did play Cod Blops. That's true. <laughs> and then I would often sit down to play one or two rounds. So I just played Deathmatch multiplayer for the most part. Um, I would sit down to play one round and I'd find that it was maybe three or four hours later and I was continued to play even though I had to go to work the next morning. So I decided one day when I had particularly high willpower that I was going to take the disc and I broke it in half and I threw it away because I knew that that would keep me from ever playing it again. And uh, Adam can talk about his response to that. Well, it was just like, why not go sell it to a GameStop? Why not hand it to someone else? I know. I someone know. who has better willpower than your weak ass. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. I don't know. It's like the time we brought the extra copy of Hangtime over to Jobs. <laughs> hey, come on, Charlie. I'm definitely afraid of Tetris Spear for the Nintendo 64, but I just deal with it by never playing that game ever again. <laughs> I would sit down and play that when I got home from school. And I'd be like, okay, just like 10 minutes and like three hours would pass. And I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. Which is great for a game that has an end to it, but if there's no <laughs> conceivable end to something, that's that ends up being a problem for me if I like a game too much. So that's why I don't play um, first-person shooters anymore, for the most part. Borderlands, that's one thing, because we're playing it multiplayer. Maybe you should just play the story versions and not worry about the deathmatch. Yeah, if I could cut that part out of the game so it was impossible for me to play or to access. Oh, so just cancel your live account. <laughs> cancel constantly cancel and reinstate my live account reinstate it on mondays are there any games that people have gotten all the achievements for oh no no oh my god no i think i have five or six games but most of those are lego games it's pretty easy i have two one of them is fez because i think basically all you have to do is just get all the items in the game and then death spank which i had forgotten about that was a fun game, too, that I'm not sure that many people played. But I got that on your recommendation as well, Adam. So looking through right now, I have all the achievements on Death Spank, uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Batman 2, 
Brothers. I actually have all the achievements on Brothers. I have all the achievements for the Star Trek video game. Ah! <laughs> That's a game that Doug and I played. I was basically like, Doug, we're going to get this game because of Star Trek and I don't care how bad it is. And uh, I think that game would have benefited from Star Trek Into Darkness not coming out when it did. Because I think it was like two or three months away from like a polished release. Like it needed two or three months more of like quality assurance testing and stuff. And they just didn't have the time because they had to get it out in time for the movie. So you can see the good game that's in there, but it's just it's like buggy and cuts corners, which leads to some hilarious things. <laughs> like there was an achievement of like kill so many drones that get sent out after you. <laughs> and the way it sends out drones is if you get seen on a camera, it sends a drone out after you. So it would send out a drone and you'd shoot it. Then you'd step in front of the camera and they would send out another drone and you'd shoot it. And then you step in front of the camera and send another drone and shoot it. Doug and I probably spent at least an hour and a half <laughs> once just getting that achievement as the bodies of the robot drones just pile up and up and up and up. Like I probably disappear. Yeah, they don't disappear. I think it got to chest high at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that brings up another interesting point, which is was 360 the first system that had like an online achievement system? Uh yeah, actually, I think yeah. so. PlayStation 3 had the trophies, but I think that was introduced later. And Steam didn't introduce achievements for a really long time, I don't think. So So for better or worse, it's it's here to stay. Well, you were told an uh, entertaining story about achievements. There are just as many achievements that we'll sometimes go after and weren't really worthwhile, or we go after just because it's another checkbox to check. I eventually learned I had to start playing games without necessarily the stated or the intention of trying to get every achievement because I uh, would just get frustrated and stop playing games. That's true. Or you'd have to look at walkthroughs because there's specific ones that only have achievements at one time during the game. So you'd have to play through the game a second time if you missed the achievement the first time. All right. I also have all the achievements for The Secret of Monkey Island, uh, another Lego game. I have all the achievements for uh, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Uh, I have all the achievements for Stacking, which is a double fine game. That's a that's an underrated game. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. It's a puzzle game. That's another Lego game. Um, that's another Lego game. That's another Lego game. That is another Lego game. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Lego game. Oh yeah, I have all the all the uh, achievements for both Penny Arcade games or one and two. I guess. Oh. Three and four were indie games, so they didn't have achievements. But uh, all the achievements for the original costume quest. And yeah, that's it. So more than I thought. Yeah, that's quite a few. I was surprised to only see two that I had completed all the way. Yeah. Because there was a while where I actually cared. And I think almost every game has some achievement in it that's ridiculous. Like just a complete, you can obviously see as a waste of your time. If you took out all the achievements that are like multiplayer only achievements that I was never going to get because I never wanted to bother playing ranked games against other people. Because people are terrible and I don't want to play with them unless I know who they are. <laughs> uh, if you took away all those achievements, I think my like rate of completion might be a little higher because I think there are games that I have like all the single player achievements for, but not any of the multiplayer ones. Some of the games it's like, oh, well, two thirds of the achievements are for multiplayer. So you only have like 300 achievements or points out of a thousand. The only game I have every achievement for is Costume Quest. But there's a couple games where I've almost got them all. So like Braid, 
there's an achievement for a speed run. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah. You need to beat the whole game in like two hours. I got the other one thing where it was I like get every single friggin' whatever the stars. Yeah. Yeah, stars. Every one of those fantasy star universe where you cannot get the last five achievements because they oh, uh, yeah. shut down the multiplayer stuff. Yeah, that was annoying. I'm missing one for Lara Croft, Guardian of Light. Oh, collect all artifacts, relics, and weapons. <laughs> Not going to happen. I think there's like a couple of the uh, Saints Row games. Oh, yeah, there's a couple achievements where it's like, upload a, a file to our server that no longer exists. Yep, I don't have that one for Saints Row 3. I got literally every other achievement, even the DLC ones. So would you say that the, the Xbox 360 has been a, a quality video game system, everyone? Or no? Or somewhere in the middle? Uh, somewhere in the middle. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorites, but it's also the first one that I was really able to play online multiplayer. So yeah. I think that's yeah. added a lot. So we'll see you know, as the years go on. Yeah, I know I enjoy it a lot, and I'm impressed by how long it stuck around. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just didn't imagine I would buy one. I I liked PlayStations, so those had the exclusive titles that I wanted to play, but eventually it just kind of went out. Well, that's because the PS3 was a steaming pile of crap for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, do you want a Blu-ray player? That's literally the only reason to buy this, because it was at the time the cheapest Blu-ray player you could buy. Yeah, that's true. But like, all I remember like games that came out for that system and the 360 tended to be worse on PS3. And there was all the hype about how no one could find a PS3, which was total nonsense. Sony was just assuming that they would sell out and they didn't. <laughs> but they were for a while, they were saying like, oh, no, we're totally selling out. Because I remember Penny Arcade did a special weekend strip where it was just photographs of PS3s they'd found. Because <laughs> <laughs> the president of, or the CEO of Sony America or something that said something to the effect of, I'll give you $3,000 if you can find a PS3 on the shelves. And they, <laughs> they went and found like a dozen. And they're like, wow, this is getting expensive for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason I never got a PS3. For the longest time, it was just like, they were just an also-ran compared to the 360. Yeah, which is crazy because the 360 had that guaranteed hardware failure rate, and it was still <laughs> kicking PS3's ass. <laughs> hey, Adam, I got a question for you. How many Xbox 360s total were built? And I guess there's probably a second question there. How many of those were replacement ones? But <laughs> oh yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how it compares to the PlayStation 2, which I believe is the all-time number one. Uh, according to Wikipedia, they claim to have sold 84 million units okay. worldwide. Uh, no idea on how many of those are refurbs or if refurbs <laughs> are are included in that. <laughs> and i assume that's all i assume that's like the s as well is included in that number yeah i figure so oh, that's pretty successful ps2 is like what 170 million or something something like that something ridiculous playstation 3 is allegedly 83.7 million shipped so neck and neck yeah this assumes that they're counted the same way because i recall uh, different companies count different ways so like I don't remember specifics, but like one company would count units shipped as units sold, whereas another company would actually count units sold as units sold. It probably doesn't matter too much at the very end because there's probably not going to be that many on the shelves that are unsold. Just kind of like a just kind of right. matters for like the holiday season, 
bragging rights. PS2 sold approximately 155 million units. I was close. So, anyone got anything else? Freaking Star Trek achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Took the game with me when I visited Adam, and we played it in different rooms of his apartment, and because the game was so buggy, it didn't give me my dang achievements. Yeah, his achievement glitched. Kind of like your, kind of like your Dig Dug achievement that one time. <laughs> oh yeah. All right then. Well, that's I think about it for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And uh, my name is Charlie Wallace. And uh, thanks again to uh, our two frequent guests, Alex Clark and Doug Gobeski. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. Thank you. All right, and we'll see you next time for what I assume will be some sort of live from Madison podcast. Oh yeah. Or three. <laughs> we, we might as well let's 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 bank them we got a we got a whole week to build up a, yeah there's not, not fairly enough giggling in this podcast though yeah <laughs> this one turned into a serious one we're gonna i know to, i we're know gonna have to edit in giggles yeah yeah just over the top you know just random parts have charlie say something and then the three of us just giggle um, <laughs> that's the segment Paul and Tony were on this podcast, but didn't actually say anything. Just sort of sat there and laughed. (laughs) Oh, those are the best podcasts. (laughs) I do enjoy those ones. Make sure to check out our website once again at www.gobeskywallacereport.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, the Gobeski Wallace Report. Oh, right. And we're also now we're on Twitter. And you can follow us at GW Report. So, see you then. Later. Another game that it's not for 360, but um, <laughs> that has an interesting control scheme is that there's a game called Octodad. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't played uh, it yet. Is that the John and Kate spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game about you're an octopus dressed in a suit who has a family who doesn't know that you're an octopus. So you have to like keep up the charade and just walk around and do normal like dad things. But the control scheme is like purposely awful. So it's super hard for you to do anything because you're really just an octopus in a human suit. So I guess it's supposed to be comical in that way. I don't know. I haven't played it. Yeah, that sounds oh. amazing. Yeah, let's all run out. <laughs> let's all run out and not buy that.